0: Welcome to Terminal Value. So everything I do here at Terminal Value is based around one big question, and that is how do growth-oriented people transform their business and their life to achieve world-class levels of value in everything they do? That is the question, and I am here to bring you the answers. My name is Doug Utburn, and this is Terminal Value. I publish new podcast episodes five times per week. So make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any content. And also make sure to follow me on social. You can just look for the Doug Utberg handle. Please comment and let me know your thoughts. I'm looking forward to working together so that we can make your life amazing. Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast. I have Daniel Martinez with me today from Hivemind CRM. That's hivemindcrm.io. And we're going to be talking about using automation to scale your business. And Daniel actually has a little bit of a unique twist on this because he's in the real estate business. And historically, real estate has not been the most... I guess I would say technology forward businesses of businesses. You know, I know that, uh, you know, despite the prevalence of uh, digital signing, you know, a great number of the uh, loan documents I've signed have still been in paper uh, up until disturbingly recently, actually. And even when like digital signatures are required, there's still a paper copy required. Um, And so what Daniel's going to be doing is talking with us about, about automating your business in general, but also about how he's, how he's taken those ideas and taken them into the real estate space, because the real estate space, I think is one of those places that is really poised for some of these technology leaps forward. So, anyway, Daniel, please oh, yeah. introduce yourself. Don't let me go on too long.
1: <laughs> so, uh, my name is Ian Martinez, one CEO of HiveMind. I've started this business uh, February 2021, so we're about 18 months old. Depending on when you listen to this, it might be a little bit longer. Yeah, we've kind of like out of the, we started out of necessity because those was, there wasn't that many good things options out there. And um, kind of created something that works for us and it works for other people as well. So now we're monetizing it in our own way and providing value in that way. Got it,
0: got it. Well, okay, so talk through some of the things that you've seen as far as benefits of automation. I think, you know, some are going to be obvious, some are going to be less obvious. And then what are some of the uh, things you've seen that are very real estate specific automation wise? I mean, because of course, With a lot of CRMs, the the big automation benefit usually is things like you can have contact activity tracking. So like, for example, if you go to another CRM, let's let's take HubSpot, for instance. Okay, well, so if you open up a contact in HubSpot, I can see, all right, well, you know, what company are they associated with? Are there any deals in the pipeline associated with that contact? What's your email string? What's your call string? Do you have any note backgrounds? Do you have any e-commerce transactions that are tagged to those contacts? You know, and mean, because that's what a CRM is, the customer relationship management tools. The idea is you can pull up one contact record and you can see your whole history of interactions with a person so that you don't have to remember everything. Of course, it goes deeper than that. So uh, take us down the rabbit hole.
1: So for anybody who doesn't know what customer relations management tool is, it's where you're generating leads. So every, no matter what business you're in, you should be generating leads to convert those to sales, which I hope you get reviews and then turn around and use that to get more sales. So that's like the life cycle of a customer, no matter what business you're in. So what's a customer in real estate? Well, a customer is somebody that owns a property and then a customer is somebody you might sell your property to, or in that fashion, in some fashion like that, maybe your mortgage mortgage lender list, your buyer list, your seller list. Those are all customers in your real estate business. So Hivemind is a marketing system to market to all those using automation and marketing techniques. And one thing is that there's a lot of systems out there, but they might not be all in one. You might be using an email provider system. You might use a different dialer system. You might use a different SMS platform system. You might use a different website system and form system. So all these different systems out there that are all over the place, HiveMind kind of brings it all in one. So it comes with SMS capability, dialer, phone call, phone call tracking, websites, forms. If you're doing any type of marketing in the real estate business or any business like that in general, you can automate a lot of that.
0: Set up. Oh, that's uh, that's interesting. Although I'm going to have to poke at you a little bit because I've I've found that, you know, most solutions that try to claim to be all in ones, either, you know, have, usually have one to two things that they do really well. A couple more things that they do pretty average and, and the rest are usually done pretty poorly. Kajabi comes to mind. It is an amazing course building tool. The landing page and CRM and all that is probably C minus being being somewhat generous in a few cases, you know, you may be the exception, but at least that's one of the things that I've observed.
1: And and you're hundred percent right in most cases, but this is like one of those things where like, there's, we we always try and create something that works. And then we always building upon it to make it better. So we may have those capabilities, but like there's some bugs here and there. And like I said, I don't, they're not huge, like enormous things that are going to affect your business on a day to day, but as a normal thing, like one thing we really, really do well, which I'm going to hit on is texting. A lot um, of our clients text a lot of potential sellers to get contracts. So we use that really, really well to get deals. And like I said, you might might be things that are, are subpar, but they work really well too as well. It's one of those okay. things where It's a well-rounded product, but you don't necessarily have to learn how to use everything that things can do before you get value from it. So gotcha. if you need that one thing, learn how to do that one thing and just focus on that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, and I think that's
0: actually, you know, especially if you're talking about something that that is real estate specific, I think, you know, having a robust SMS texting tool will be really important for a couple of reasons. A, like you said, because your response rates tend to be a lot higher. And a lot of times when you're talking with where you're trying to either contact sellers or contact buyers or stuff like that, usually you don't have time for an email cycle, which is typically in one business day. And then number two is that email open rates are continuing to go down. You know, email marketing is you know is still effective, but it is not effect not as effective as it used to be, and it is way 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 harder to get conversions.
1: And it's just one of those things where, like, we I use email marketing right now. I have I send out one hundred and seventy thousand emails a month, give or take. i will probably send out probably over two hundred thousand. I'm yeah. not typing out two hundred thousand emails. I just have an email cycle that rotates over and over again on automation, and it's doing what it does. And it costs me two hundred bucks a month to send out that many emails, and I don't yeah. have to about typing out individual messages.
0: I just had a personal curiosity. When you send out all these messages, are you sending them out to opt-ins? Are you sending them out of solo ads or are you just sending them out cold?
1: Most of them are cold. They've usually touched us in some form or fashion. We have a lot of uh-huh. marketing out there in general. And then we have different opt-ins that people come in through different ways. Yeah. So one of the ways we optimize, like our face, we have a Facebook group. You come to yeah. the Facebook group, Hi My CRM on Facebook. We ask you for your name and email. Well, Facebook doesn't collect that. If you've set them into the group, it just goes in limbo. We actually connected our CRM to it, where now we're actually collecting that name, email, phone number, and then they get added to our email list. So anybody that oh, gotcha. the group that gives us their email and phone number, they get put into a sequence where now we're texting them and emailing them and now they're in our system.
0: Okay, excellent. Excellent. Well, that's awesome. That's great. Let's kind of go, you know, you know, in the CRM path, let's pivot a little bit and sort of go down the, business, the automation path, you know? And so of course, you know, you know, most CRM type of systems will usually build themselves on being able to automate, you know, to automate your business. What does that really mean? And, you know, kind of what are the practical ramifications for a lot of companies? Because like, I know that, you know, one of the things that I've experienced is that in some cases, not all, but in some cases, when I try to automate something, I will automate half of it and then I will create an enormous mess to clean up <laughs> that takes far longer than the amount of time that I saved trying to automate it in the first place. Now, one could argue that's the iterative failure process you go through to get to a uh, successful solution. But I would imagine that a number of people have had that exact same experience.
1: So it's one of those things where like everybody's trying to automate. I mean, every, every business out there is trying to automate everything because people fail systems don't in most cases. So there's a solution out there that can be systematized and done by a computer or program. They're usually going to do that before they hire people. So our thing is automation before delegation, because if you delegate too soon, you might not even have to delegate that process. if You can automate it. Yeah. So that's a whole circle, but it's one of those things where like, it's going to be different for different people. So let's say you send out, you you have a big client list of 10,000 people. How mm-hmm. long is it going to take you to actually physically call 10,000 10, people? You're going to be there for, if with a dialer, a good $3 three dollars system, you're going to be there for at least a, a month easily. Yeah. But if yeah. you have the, I
0: was going to say, if you have a hyper dialer, like phone burner, maybe a little less, you know, but you know, it's still going to be a long time.
1: It's going to be a long time. So let's say you can text them. With our system, you can text them in two days. Yeah. Imagine reaching 10,000 people in two days. Then it comes down to the fact of like, how long is it going to take you to read all these messages? Well, you don't still have to read them all. You still have to read the ones that say yes, or yeah. I want I have a property I want to sell, or no matter what your business is, hey, whatever that keyword is, yes, I need an agent, yes, I need an attorney. Yeah. Whatever that is, boom, pull in those keywords, and now you're only responding to the people that actually said yes, raise their hand, and everybody else just kind of falls to the side because you don't yeah. actually to want to talk to those people. Yeah. So, now- so
0: because the thing that I hear you saying, which I think is actually really important, bordering on profound, because we're talking about automation. But what you're really using automation to do is to narrow down the amount of people who you actually touch to the ones that are the highest probability of closure because, you know, or where you have your best probability of closure because the chance that you're going to close somebody on any kind of material sale, you know, now you you can get somebody to buy a $10 ebook, probably based on a landing page. You're not going to get somebody to list a house based on a landing page. A human being is going to have to talk to them. But what I'm hearing is that what automation can really help you do is make it so that instead of having to go through, say, a hundred calls or 200 calls to get to a listing. You can get your closing rate down to say like one in four or one in three. Basically the idea is to get it so that when you are actually talking to somebody, they have a very, very, very high close rate.
1: That's it. And it's just filtering down because it's in real estate and all businesses, it's a numbers game. So if you talk to a thousand people and you get 10 contracts, if you can shortcut that, and text ten thousand people and get ten contracts in a shorter amount of time. You're more efficient. Yeah. That's well, it. you know,
0: or just say even if you text ten thousand people and get five contracts, you know, we well, still more you're,
1: efficient.
0: Yeah, you're still more efficient. Yeah. You know, all, all that means is you just need to figure out how to get a bigger list in order to be able to, in order to be exactly. able to pull the, more contracts. The list,
1: the list is the easy part. That's the easy part because you can get lists yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So, exactly.
0: Whether it's a good list or not, that's a different story. But... <laughs>
1: That's a different conversation. Yeah, it's an (laughs) entirely different conversation. But that's the whole idea is that you you can be more efficient. You can operate more efficiently. And the other thing is that people like responding to different forms of marketing. So it takes seven to 12 contacts to even reach that person. Where automation comes in is no lead left behind. Any lead you contact that's replied back, you can put an automation to follow up every 30 days. Now what that does is you're following up, following up, following up. It's not a matter of, if they want to sell, it's when. So if yeah. you're that person that contacts them when they want to sell, you're going to get that deal every time.
0: I'm going to get a little uh, macro economist on you. Sure. I think the numbers that I saw, they're probably obsolete, but I think the numbers that I saw most recently were that I think the average person moves every you know sells their house every seven years. It might be faster <laughs> now, but yeah, I think, I think yep. it's held pretty constant. It's about every seven years go, Okay. Well, so let's just do the math. What's seven times 12. Okay. Seven times 12 is going to be, let's see. I'm that's 84. 84 yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing math in my head here. I'm going to be, I'm, you know, running on the, you know, sailing against the wind here, but okay. So 84, that means that, all right, well, basically if somebody doesn't go now, then essentially what you do is you just start the clock and it's going to be 84 contacts before you know basically your 84 automated messages until they're statistically most likely to sell be ready to sell some will be less maybe like 20 30 40 some maybe more maybe like 100 150 or something like that you know but if it's once every seven years basically say all right when so, you know if i get a not now put them on the list and just count to 84 and that is when you are you know when about your, that's going to be your median closure point
1: and then you can even go down that's 100 true if you're building a bulk list but then you can target people that are in taxes, they might be in pre-foreclosure, they might be going through a divorce, yeah. might be a death.
0: And then your closure rate goes up.
1: It expedites it 100%. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, it's, you know, and then of course, things you can do too is, you know, at least the way that a lot of good automation systems are set up. Now, a lot of these good op- automation systems tend to be expensive, but the way the good automation systems are set up is you'll have a normal drip, right? And then at the point when somebody clicks or replies or shows some kind of engagement, then they have somebody calling them right away.
1: That's it. It's a system that you can reach out to lots of people, sort through lots of people and follow up with lots of people very easily versus doing paper and spreadsheets and notes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, outstanding. All right. Well, let's see. So we've talked about, about automating the front end in terms of uh, say, you know, lead capture, lead nurture, getting toward conversion. You know, can you talk to us a little bit about automating the back end some more, which is, you know, more of your operations, finance, et cetera. You know, now typically that's not the purview of CRMs, typically that's more supply chain management or ERPs. You know, but from what you've seen, what are some of the ways that you can use technology to link all these pieces together?
1: So, every base of every business is your SOPs and process. And once you get your SOPs and process down, you technically have a business. That's something you can package up and sell. So, whatever that looks like in your business, for us in real estate, it's maybe running comps, it's underwriting, it's sending it to a uh, title yeah. under contract. It may be sending to a cash buyer for them to purchase or sending it to a lender as a referral. Whatever that process looks like based on whatever type of lead it is, you can set up automation on the back end to fulfill whether it's assigning tasks to your team members or sending, it, sending that lead to another partner that's gonna handle that part of the transaction.
0: Now, Whatever now, that do, looks like, you can automate okay. that. Now, do you currently run that through Hive or do you use something like Zapier to connect your tools?
1: Well, that's the thing about this, this is all in one. So texting, emailing, phone systems all in one. So I can move my contacts and leads down the path and then notify my team using the same way, using the same same methods. So we use a lot of texting and emailing notifications uh-huh. Based on when leads hit certain stages, they get a lead. Hey, late hit the lead hit your stage. This is now your lead to handle from this point out. Stuff gotcha. Like
0: that. gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. You know, because that's one of the other things I'm gonna reverse myself a little bit from before, but it's like, you know, if you have an autumn and an all-in-one where the parts that are really good are the parts you need to be really good. And the parts that are good enough are things where you only need good enough. This is a place where an all the one can really save you quite a bit of money because it's like, you know, by the time you add up, what you're going to be looking at for say a decent CRM for a decent landing page builder, for an autoresponder, for a, you know, for a text system, and then, you know, say for a task management system, even if some of those are free, then you have to link them all together with Zapier. It's going to add up to be quite a bit. 100%.
1: And like that we integrate with Zapier too. We have an app capabilities. You can yeah. manage all that through the app and anything that doesn't link to, or one thing about p- businesses is like, I have this one thing I love Trello and I'm never yeah. leaving Trello yeah. ever again. Well, you can use this with Trello. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I have people that it's use a this.
0: stupid, for- I happen to love Trello also because it is a stupidly simple task management platform it does one thing exceptionally well it doesn't do anything else but it does one thing really well
1: so if you're like a a trello person like i love trello i'm never leaving trello for simplicity you can integrate HiveMind with trello where you're still doing that trello stuff over there but it's one of those things where it connects they speak to each other which is the hard part with having multiple systems is that it's really hard to have them speak to each other and it's hard it's really hard to hard it's even harder to track them when they speak to each other
0: Yes, correct. Well, and so and yeah, I'm in a little unique situation because, you know, of course, right now I'm in the entrepreneurial space. But for 20 years before that, I was in the corporate space and finance and IT in the tech industry and the place where almost every set of enterprise systems falls down is when the systems have to talk to each other. Because even if you get that dialed in perfectly, at some point, you're going to have a mandatory upgrade on one or the other of those systems. And there's usually going to be something that doesn't quite work. And so then trying to get it redialed in usually ends up being more effort, time, or money than the company is willing to spend. So you end up having another disconnect, which takes things offline. People email spreadsheets you know that's one of the things that happened at intel all the time we sunk all this money into data systems and then there'd be something that didn't quite work the way people wanted it and so they'd email spreadsheets you know and then what we did was you know i I was also on a team where we're like okay we need to stop all this we need to try to put it all in the system and we tried to make a system make a system that did everything and it was unbelievably complicated
1: (laughs) that's just the nature of the nature of the beast and it's really hard to like fulfill that for different niches yeah but i think for like i said if, if you're doing basic stuff and you kind of if you're like i said i have like me i call them neanderthals i told him this to his face but i have neanderthal clients they're like i don't care what else the system does i just want to use it for texting i'm like okay here's how you use it for texting he's found great results just using it for texting that's all he does it for yeah. but knowing, knowing it can do other things it, sometimes like will disheart people. Like, I wanted to do this, this, and this, and this. And like, well, can you handle and understand the capabilities of what you're trying to build? If not, don't even go down that path.
0: Yes. Well, and, you know, because this is one of the things that I experienced, uh, you know, doing, uh, going through, you know, talking with integration consultants and doing vendor demonstrations, you know? So like, okay, you know, we're trying to put together an enterprise resource planning system, ERP, talk to SAP. We go, okay, well, we needed to do blah, 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 blah. Of course it does that okay, we need it to do X, Y, Z. Of course it does that. Now, what they don't say is, does it do that with no customization or does it do that? Or does that, is that going to require 500 to 700 hours of customization plus 250 hours a year of manual maintenance by somebody on the IT part? That part never comes up.
1: I'm really glad you mentioned that too because all a lot of CRMs, they'll hit you with that. They're like, yeah, it could do it, but it might cost you a grand or two. Or yeah. three grand or maintenance of five, yeah. or two grand a year or something. But I was going to say, just a funny tangent.
0: On the consumer end, that's a fortune. On the enterprise end, that's nothing. I just I just always think it's funny how when you're talking enterprise, the numbers are ridiculously huge and nobody bats an eyelash. Whereas on the consumer side, every $9.99, people sweat bullets over. Anyway, tangent's over. But
1: <laughs> and it comes down to like, if you're a small business, you can't afford to pay the micro changes to whatever yeah. you need. You just need to use something that works, that's going to handle majority of your needs and kind of work within that parameter so you can afford something better. Yeah. You and yes. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and I think there's an enterprise paradigm that I think kind of small mid-sized businesses can potentially implement. Because, you know, I've had a number of people who would talk to me and they'd say, okay, you know, these data systems, they're so complicated. They're so expensive. How do you fix it? How do you get this thing so that it works right? And my answer is always the same. I'd say, okay, well, what you do is you have to say, all right, you know, first of all, start out with, okay, of the best in practice, uh, you know, business models, you know, kind of operational models, you know, which one do we want to do? I go, okay, well, so then, all right, figure out what that best in class model is going to be, and then figure out the system that gets the closest to that without any customization and then change your processes to that. Nobody wants to do that. They want to do is they say, I want to build a system around exactly the way that I do things right now which is almost always overly complicated, almost always involves way too many steps. And, you know, because what it ultimately comes down to is people just really, really don't like to change. But if you want to automate, you're going to have to simplify. Otherwise, it will fall apart in a giant stinking mess.
1: So one of the things that and I'm really glad you hit that too, but like, if you're stuck in your ways, there's usually a better option. But when you once you understand the better option and how it works, it can really amplify your results. Yeah, so for so simple notes, we've had 13 clients hit six figure months using our product, just falling within the parameters of what we do. So it works, but you seem to work, you need to understand how it works and make yeah. it work for you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, I was kind of thinking about that. I'm like, you know, six figure months, you know, so that, okay. You know, if you expand that out times 12, that's a seven figure year. That is statistically a very small minority of all businesses. That's considered a highly successful business. But you know, what that's really doing is it's taking essentially one profitable sales process and scaling it. That's
1: it. That's it. So yeah. I tell people all the time with our system, don't think about, Hey, I need to automate, automate, automate. You only need to automate it once. And it works once the way you want it to work and then just let it go. Because yeah. it's one of the things like if you automate it, just let it go. Because you might have to tweak it later on or add it, add on to it. But if it works the way you want it to work, just do it once and let it go.
0: Got it. Outstanding. All right, well, hey, hey, Daniel, this has been a wonderful conversation. Give us one or two follow-on thoughts and then make sure to let people know where they can go to learn more. You know, of course, uh, give out your website again and let people know what socials they can find you on.
1: Sure, so my whole thing is automate before you delegate because you might not have to delegate at all and uh, create content around your niche because you, you build your infamy off the content you produce. Yeah. And then where you can find me, hide mine, CRM on Facebook. We have a private Facebook group. You can join it. Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people there in the real estate space providing knowledge, information, they're doing deals with each other. Uh, if you're interested in real estate, text us, you actually text us. I use automation. Like, what does automation look like? Well, you can actually text me 210-972-1842. Just text the keyword course or Hive. Doesn't matter each one. That's actually my customer service number. So if you have any questions about Hive, you can actually text that number and somebody will actually respond to you. And that's how I manage all my clients. So the number again okay. is 210-972-1842. That's it.
0: Okay, outstanding. All right. Well, hey, Daniel, I'd really, really appreciate your time today.
1: No problem, man. It was, uh, it was a good conversation, yeah. more techie than usual.
0: <laughs> well, that, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Terminal Value Podcast. So if you liked this episode, please share it on your favorite social media and tag me and then tell me what you did or didn't like about this episode so that I will know what to create for you. And in addition, I would like to share with you the most incredible free gift ever. What I am going to do is I am going to give you a three-day, four-night vacation at one of 30 destinations across the United States completely free no obligation at all, no timeshare pitch, nothing. In addition to that, what I am going to do is I am going to do a complimentary savings assessment for your business so that you will understand whether it makes sense for us to work together so that I can help to save you money. The value of this offer is literally between thousands and millions of dollars depending on your business. But even if you don't have a business, if you know somebody who does, I would like to extend that offer to them and still provide a free vacation to you. So just go to offer.terminalvalue.biz right now and enter your information so that I can bring your free vacation to you. Remember, that is offer.terminalvalue.biz and I am looking forward to talking to